Hello and welcome back to the Outering Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host and this podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite the whooshing, ringing, swooshing, whatever your tinnitus might sound like, hissing, anything that you can imagine um, that uh, is a tinnitus for you. Um, we want to help you deal with it and in today's episode we want to help you manage tinnitus and sleep. This is a big one for me because I've been uh, personally dealing with um, a little bit of insomnia for a while as well. Uh, just so you know, tinnitus and insomnia are probably equally common within the population. 20 to 30% of the population do experience and suffer from tinnitus and insomnia. Not necessarily that uh, both have to stay on forever. So uh, often we uh, deal with psychophysiological insomnia, meaning that the way we relate to certain things also triggers our insomnia and maintains our insomnia. And I uh, just want to alert you to the fact that inside our community, we have a fantastic section uh, just devoted for sleep. And as I have already released these episodes um, a few years ago, I have a lot more updated stuff, but this is a remastered episode now. So whatever you're listening to now is something that I recorded a few years ago, but I still stand by it uh, just for you to know that within our community, we have a lot more resources about tinnitus and sleep and how to tackle um, uh, periods of insomnia in order to uh, be most helpful to finding your way back into deep, refreshing and natural sleep. So if you are interested in finding out more about that, then you can find it at www.mytinitus.club. But uh, without further ado, um, I want to uh, thank you for being here today. Um, uh, please uh, like and subscribe to the podcast if you find it useful. And uh, uh, let's get into the episode where I talk to you about tinnitus and insomnia and how you can most helpful respond to tinnitus and to insomnia in order to get better with both of them. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Outering Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host. This podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite the ringing. This episode is brought to you by MyTinnitus.club. MyTinnitus.club is your special online habituation community, a community of many, many people who together learn to live their absolute best life despite tinnitus. You learn science-based tools and tips and tricks and strategies on how to live tinnitus behind, uh, live your best life, really reclaim everything that's most important to you. And you do that in a community of amazing people with the help of my coaching programs that has helped over hundreds of people all over the world. So go to www.mytinnitus.club to claim your 14 days free trial. Join one of the frequent events that we have every single week and see how my science-based coaching program will help you to live your best life despite tinnitus. Today, I want to get into a topic that, that's been uh, uh, continuously on my mind and it's been on my mind personally for quite a long time because I've been suffering from uh, yeah, sleeping problems and, and sometimes uh, insomnia episodes myself for quite a while, uh, not even due to tinnitus, but just in general because I, I tend to be a person that uh, gets affected very much by 
yeah, the things that happen throughout the day and um, being able to switch off at night, I think, is a quality that if you have that quality, it's it's great and amazing. But if you don't have that quality, nevertheless, you need to be able to somehow find the rest and get the rest that you need. Otherwise, you won't be able to perform and, and live your life as, as you would like to. And many people who start to suffer from tinnitus, they realize that quite quickly um, when circumstances change, such as you don't have the eternal silence at night anymore, it can be quite tricky and difficult to go into a state of uh, relaxation and letting go and uh, the state that basically furthers you to drift off into sleep. Um, And if that's not your problem, then it might be your problem that once you have gotten to sleep, you get a couple of hours of sleep and then wake up and then focus on tinnitus again and then you may have to put the sound machine on but that sound machine reminds you of your tinnitus and then you wonder whether that tinnitus will be there forever and so on and so forth and you get angry and annoyed about it and you get me you you get it the the vicious standard vicious cycle and if that's not what happens to you great um if you have sleeping problems for sleeping trouble for any other uh, reasons then also great stay here and uh, listen to this episode today because we're really going to get into um, also some remedies and uh, things that I do myself personally and what I teach uh, or teach coach people what to do when um, they suffer from tinnitus and they have uh, trouble sleeping. So uh, yeah, all right. So recently I've worked with a um, a client um, who uh, uh, told me that he had tinnitus for a while already and it's been got- getting worse since he had taken some uh, medication and that he had uh, big trouble sleeping. Um, and uh, that it would be very difficult because as soon as he was reminded of his tinnitus, he was tuning into it and realizing it, and um, during the day he could distract himself, but as soon as at night he would lay down and he would just only focus on tinnitus, and that's obviously not a state that he could be in in order to uh, facilitate enough relaxation or qualities of letting go to be able for him to be drift uh, drifting off to sleep and, and having a restful night's sleep. Um, so one of the first things I said is, so what do you do in order to support your sleeping environment? So are you comfortable with your bed? Are you comfortable with the fact that, I mean, you for now have the tinnitus and you, you use a sound machine in order to compensate for the fact that it's more tricky for you to, to drift off to sleep and the sound machine basically distracts you. But does the sound machine really distract you or does the sound machine actually make you realize that you do have tinnitus and then you continue to worry more about tinnitus? So, you know, it's it's also about what kind of sound you use in the sound machine. So there's a lot of factors and components to this um, that determine um, whether a sound machine or any other remedy will help you and facilitate Um, that state of relaxation that you probably or that most of us need in order to drift off to sleep. Um, Contrarily, my wife, she hits the pillow and she's gone. So for her, a state of relaxation or um, a state of feeling relaxed uh, is not necessarily a precondition for her to be able to drift off to sleep. She basically, she always says she smells the pillow and she's gone. So uh, for her, it's the relationship with that bed or the smell of the bed that basically... 
uh, tells her brain, okay, it's time to shut off now. And then the brain shuts off and she drifts off to sleep, which is like really nice. I, I wish I I wish I was like that. And I think that'd be a huge thing to, to conquer. But this um, brings me over to one of the, the tips that I say to people is that you need to establish the right relationship with your bed. And this is not like... This is not a funny thing, but this is like you actually do have a relationship with your bed. Consider this. If you are insomniac and you haven't slept well for quite a while and uh, throughout the day you're like, oh man, will I get the sleep that I really need tonight or the sleep that I deserve or will I be so tired again tomorrow or I'm so tired today, I'll probably sleep well tonight. But then as night builds up, you feel anxious and you're like, oh man, I don't know if I will be able to get enough sleep tonight, if I'll be able to uh, fall asleep quickly enough, will we be able to sleep through and get up refreshed in, in the morning? Well, you know, all these kind of thoughts. And then what actually happens is you lie in bed and you wonder like, when is it finally happening? When am I finally drifting off to sleep? And if you do that, you basically keep your brain engaged and you basically keep um, all the whole uh, adrenaline and, and the cortisol levels high because you're in thinking mode. You're still in problem-solving mode, mode and problem-solving mode won't, you, won't allow you to actually drift off to sleep. So what's really important is that you reevaluate your relationship with sleep um, and that whenever you cannot sleep in bed, basically after 15 to 20 minutes, get up do something in another room. This is basically also something that sleep scientists uh, recommend. I've been doing uh, a lot of research on this on this one. And sleep scientists basically say, if you can't sleep for 15 to 20 minutes, you should get out of bed and go to another room and do something like uh, write down in your diary or read something light. Um, and then as soon as you feel sleeping and you can go back to bed. Why is this so? Um, as soon as we establish a relationship with the bed that we are not able to sleep, we basically um, create a connection in our brain that the bed actually means not sleeping. And we have to reestablish that connection in one, as soon as you're not able to sleep for 10, 15, 20 minutes, just get out of bed. You don't need a clock for that because that can also be counterintuitive if you're like, oh, I haven't been able to sleep for one and a half hours already, you know? And that vicious cycle turns on and you're like, ah, I, I don't know, man, I just really need to sleep, but I can't. And this kind of thing leads to frustration, which in turn leads to the fact that you're in problem solving mode or in anger mode, and that will definitely not allow you to sleep. So the tip is basically get up, get out, build a new relationship with sleep, only sleep in your bed. And the next thing that I also recommend, which uh, sleep therapists say as well, stick to a routine. So if you have usually a routine of sleeping seven, seven and a half, half, eight hours, but now you only sleep four, but you still stay in bed that time, try to cut down on your sleep. Try to only be in bed for six hours and try to really sleep those six hours. Let's say from midnight to 6 a.m., be in bed. Yeah? And if you don't sleep, that's okay. Just give the next night as well the same thing, six to uh, 12 p.m. to 6, uh, 6 a.m., you know, just the six hours. In that way, you will also be able to just facilitate a routine for yourself get a get 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 into a routine that will also help you to basically stay asleep the time that you actually spend in bed and this in turn will facilitate you to build a new relationship with your bed and uh, allowing you to uh, uh, create more profound phases of deep sleep and more uh, relaxing phases of REM sleep as well 
We'll be back in the episode in just a short moment. I just wanted to share with you something that Dawn, uh, one of our Tinnitus Club members, talked about recently. She shares uh, her insights into Tinnitus habituation and what the community has been doing for her. And of course, we'd be super honored to welcome you into our community as well. But let's give uh, Dawn the word. I think um, I've had it for about the same as you, 15, 16 years. And I have habituated to it three times in the past. Uh, but this last time, um, I was just floored with it. I just didn't know how to deal with it. And uh, then I found this place and it's taught me n no end. Um, how I was dealing with it was wrong. You know, it's taught me not to react to it. Um, and like you said, it's nice knowing because I think it's a very isolated disease. Um because you're the only one that can hear it, your family can't. So you're you you're only you're the only one that knows what you're going through. Uh, but when you come to somewhere like this, it just it it's it makes it easier because you know that you're not on your own. And it's just probably been the best thing. I've been in the best place now in this last two years than I I have been for like I say in the last two years. I'm I'm just it's amazing what it's done for me. So if you're experiencing something that's similar to what Dawn is going through, then you know absolutely where to go and where to look and where to turn to. Um, we'd be super excited to welcome you in our MyTinnitus.club community. So if you head over to www.MyTinnitus.club, you can sign up for your 14 days free trial, um, join one of our members events, introduce yourself to our other members. We are currently getting a buddy system going so that people who are already way on their path to habituation can support and help other people who are newer in the community so if this is something that you want to uh, get into and you want to live your best life despite tinnitus then sign up for your free trial at www.mytinnitus.club but let's get back into the episode um yeah so these are uh, some of the tips for general insomnia patients in general for uh, sleeping trouble but of course, you might be wondering what if you have and if you suffer from tinnitus, what you can do when you have uh, sleeping problems and you you suffer from tinnitus. Um, and what I always say is like, get the help that you really need. So if you do need a sound machine, if you do, for example, use your phone and put it on flight mode and play some rain sounds or something from Spotify, I do have a tinnitus uh, playlist, but there's tons of uh, tinnitus sounds playlists on Spotify that you can use for for that purpose. So you just put that on, on, on flight mode and then the phone won't disturb you and won't ring, ring or anything else. And you just drift off to sleep when you have the phone under your pillow or the sound machine or, or any other remedy. And that's fine. People also ask me like, do you think it's fine if I use a sound machine for tinnitus? Isn't it bad? Shouldn't I get used to it? Well, yes, in the long run, automatically, but why would you why would you punish yourself and, and be like, okay, I, I can't use this technique or that technique, although it's helping you. So I always say like, be gentle with yourself and, and, and use whatever help you can get in that difficult situation that you're in. I mean, you're new to tinnitus, you're, you haven't suffered from it before, and uh, you're probably also new to sleeping trouble. That at least was for me the fact when I uh, first started suffering from tinnitus and later on I got um, uh, insomnia problems, but that was not due to tinnitus. That was due to a lot of other reasons and I'm, I'm still battling with it from time to time, but I've gotten much better with it. So I'm, I'm definitely getting much better with the reaction to uh, sleeplessness and sleep dep deprivation using tools such as uh, meditation, um, I sometimes just drift off in meditation so much that I 
can compensate for a part in lost sleep because it's very refreshing to get back up from the meditative state and it's it's nearly like I had a little dream state there and then I get back up and I'm, I, I feel more refreshed and I can do that twice in the day when I really haven't slept well. And on another hand, I um, just tend to try to reevaluate my relationship with sleep and um, as soon as I, I take it more lightly and this is the same way that goes for tinnitus and this is the, the next tip that I have for the tinnitus sufferers try to lighten up your relationship either with sleeplessness or with tinnitus because if you if you remember it's you it's not the tinnitus it's not externalized the tinnitus is sort of also a part of you if it's not chronic yet maybe it still goes away that's what i also always get asked like hey i've only had this for a couple of weeks it's still going away and then there's still a common scientific consensus that uh, after six months, tinnitus can be chronic. So there's a higher chance of likeliness that your tinnitus will be chronic if it hasn't gone away after six months. But nevertheless, this is uh, uh, always a super individual condition. And we've always talked about that a lot also on this podcast. But it's very important to know that um, that it's a part of you and my, maybe it becomes a part of you, but that's not to worry. Like you'll be fine. You, you'll live a great life. Nevertheless, you can do everything you still want in your life. You can have the same fun. You can be out with your friends. You can do the hobbies, take care of your family, do your job, live your life, even with tinnitus. And there's so many people out there who've proven it because 15% of the average, average population suffer from tinnitus. I've done it. I've got severe tinnitus. I'm deaf on one ear and I'm, I'm wearing a hearing aid that compensates for some of my hearing loss on my right with a massive tinnitus. But I've chosen to, to you know, build my life around it. And that's perfectly fine. I don't suffer from it. I don't uh, think in vicious cycles of this tinnitus. So um, really in evaluating your relationship with the things that bother you in your life, you really get also the energy in order to change something. Meaning that if the tinnitus bothers you and the sleeplessness bothers you, um, you probably hit a point where you're like, okay, I can't stand this no longer. And then maybe you found my podcast, maybe you found information, resources, and material online. And, 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 and all these materials and things, they basically, they help you to, um, to, to gather the knowledge and to gather the things that you can use individually for ye, for yourself, and to create a path and a network of things that work for you individually and that will help you overcome issues such as uh, a vicious cycle thinking about tinnitus or um, tinnitus related insomnia or just insomnia in general. Because if we try to, to find a solution to our problems without being willing to change a few things that have been existing conditions before, it won't work. I mean, you won't have silence again just by wanting to have silence. And if you don't get the silence at night, then you have to make work a way around in order for you to be able to get enough sleep. That's simply what it is. So deal with it and use the best help that you can get in order to facilitate the state of relaxation and rest that you need in order to drift off to sleep and to get a sufficient night's sleep in order to allow you to feel rested and well and another thing that tinnitus and insomnia and also tinnitus-related insomnia have in common, um, cognitive behavioral therapy is administered for both of them. And why is it so useful? Why is it, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy or at least such an approach so useful for tinnitus patients as well as insomnia patients? Well, because it helps you create a new relationship or at least a new perspective around the things that bother you. Um, mostly we don't really 
focus or care or evaluate things that do not bother you, that things that um, amaze us or things that make us happy. We don't evaluate these things. We only evaluate the things that don't make us happy, the things that make us sad, angry, or don't let us sleep or don't let us relax. So why does cognitive behavioral therapy change this? Well, cognitive behavioral therapy is a fancy word for saying it's rerouting the way you think about common phenomena or bothering phenomena in your life. So the more you think about um, sleep as being a issue in your life, the more sleep will actually be an issue in your life. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I've, I don't know if you've heard that. You can Google it. Um, it's a very interesting thing. And the more tinnitus or tinnitus bothers you in your life, the more you will be bothered by tinnitus or tinnitus. Um, and also this in turn is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, and I know that it sounds very fishy or weird if someone says, just stop worrying about it. Um, but in essence, it's as, it's as simple and easy as that. So... But in order to do so, I want you to understand that there has to be a network of things that you can rely on, you build on, that you understand, that uh, that that are coupled with the understanding about tinnitus, that tinnitus is not dangerous, um, making sure that you have gone to an ENT and checked out that you have no other underlying condition. Um, and I would urge all of you to do this before um, uh, continuing with uh, this podcast or tinnitus coaching. Um, but then realizing that it's in 99% of the cases not a dangerous symptom. And then afterwards, in the same way that uh, not sleeping for a couple of nights uh, won't kill you, in the same way uh, tinnitus won't kill you. Um, and then uh, taking all the help that you can get, but also working really, really, really intensely working on your relationship with these conditions. So either working um, um, on your relationship with insomnia and your relationship with sleep in general, um, but also working on your relationship with tinnitus on how you respond to tinnitus. And cognitive behavioral therapy, or at least the approach, does exactly that. Um, in cognitive behavioral therapy, you look at how you perceive something, which emotion that produces, and then in turn, what action or or how that actually plays out in your life. So for instance, for tinnitus, you perceive the tinnitus, then you react to it. Do you get angry? You get sad? You're bothered by it in, 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 in some way. So, so, so you have some sort of feeling, some sort of emotional reaction towards the realization that the tinnitus is there. And then in most cases, you'll behave in a certain way. You'll go to another room, you'll be, uh, you'll be sad, you'll do something in order to compensate for it. But realizing this is the first step in being like, huh, okay, I just uh, thought of my tinnitus and then I became sad or angry and then I did this or that. And that's already a great and powerful tool because once you realize these patterns in these things, and this is what cognitive behavioral therapy helps you to do, um, you can actually start modifying them and you can start building a new relationship with these conditions, either with tinnitus or with insomnia. Um, and in doing that, you'll be able to basically integrate all things in your life, either that bother you or that don't bother you, but really evaluate things that happen to you how do you emotionally respond to them? And then in the end, choose what is the way that you're going to act upon or how are you going to act upon this? And in turn, that will also make you be able to feel in control of your emotion and also control of your emotional response. Because if you can realize that emotional response, if you can 
pinpointed to something that was underlying and that was there in the start already, then you have much more control over how you react to it. And the reactivity is mostly in part also again then what's responsible for us feeling anxious or sad or angry or, or any of these things that basically won't allow you to get into a restful state which is then important for sleeping. No matter whether you worry about tinnitus or worry about not having gotten enough sleep. So share this with insomnia patients. I'm, 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 I'm one of them myself, but I've been researching and going on Reddit, but also reach, re, reading a lot of scientific stuff on tinnitus and on insomnia. So um, I, I really want to encourage you to go this path as well, to really reevaluate your relationship with your underlying condition and then see, can you do something different or can you just notice it, realize it, and does that already take the power of the emotion out of it? And if you need help doing that, I'm certainly there to uh, coach you and to help you with this. Um, I'm always happy to offer you a free 15 minutes uh, consultation. You can get that uh, at outringtinnitus.com. And I'm super happy that you guys have listened to this. And I hope it was not only helpful for people who suffer from tinnitus, but also for, for people who uh, suffer from insomnia, such as myself for a while already. Um, I'm, I'm super glad that I get to do this. I'm, I'm really sorry that I haven't been able to publish a podcast episode sooner. As I said, I, I was so busy with my uh, other part-time job and also some of the tinnitus coaching that I still do um, that, uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a crazy time. Um, let's hope that uh, the pandemic uh, is, uh, is uh, under control soon with all these promising vaccines out there. Um, I want you to know that I, I support you from my heart in your journey towards uh, betterment with tinnitus and that if I can help you somehow, questions are always welcome. Um, send me an email to frida at outringtinnitus.com and I will respond as soon as I can. Um, and I'm here to support you. I've gone this road in this way as well. And I want you to know that you're not alone. You don't have to suffer alone. There is a community. There's people out there who want to help you and who can help you. So um, yeah, I wish you all the best. I see strength in you. I send you and wish you strength from here. Um, and I wish you a lovely uh, pre-Christmas time. Um, although maybe it's not with your loved ones this year, but um, yeah, I'm thinking of all of you and I wish you all guys all the best and, and much love from Berlin. Okay, until the next time, goodbye. Yeah, thank you very much for tuning into today's episode of the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I hope you found it useful and I hope you found some useful tips and tricks and strategies in order to deal with your tinnitus and insomnia. Again, if you want to support me as well, then please uh, consider uh, giving us a good review and subscribing to the podcast. Otherwise, um, if you struggle with sleep, I mentioned that we have specific resources inside our community designed to help you get to better sleep. And uh, for more stuff, just um, visit the link in the description below. We have a free guide to tinnitus under tinnitus-guide.com, but it's also in the link to the description below. I wish you all the best, happy sleeping, and I hear you in the next podcast episode. Goodbye. Thank you very much for listening to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I am looking forward to also welcome you on my website at outringtinnitus.com or if you have any questions, please mail to frida at outringtinnitus.com. See you next time.